This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm thrilled to welcome back Carl Lafferton. Carl is Executive Vice President for Publishing at The Good Book Company. If you don't know this Christian publisher, check it out online. Lots of fantastic resources. Carl is also the author of a number of books. He's written in the area of theology and even books for children. He's written Original Jesus, Promises Kept, and a great book for kids called The Garden, the Curtain, and the Cross. It's set at Easter time, but it's good for any time. I hope you'll check it out. Before joining The Good Book Company, he worked as a journalist, as a teacher, and also as a pastor. Carl is married to Lizzie, and they have two younger children. And I'm just thrilled to have you back, Carl. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me back, Chap. Really looking forward to the passage you have today. What verses do you have? So it's um, we're in Psalms, Psalm 73, uh, verses 23 and 24. It says, uh, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. You know, I'm really glad you picked these verses, not only because this is one of my favorite Psalms, but because recently I was talking to a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Jonathan Carswell, and he picked something from Psalm 73, but thankfully it wasn't these verses. So uh, you're safe. We can go ahead now. That's great. (laughs) Mine came before his, I think. So just to say mine were were first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'll pass that along. So... (laughs) So why don't you put these verses in your own words, Carl? What what are these verses saying? Well, um, I, I, to paraphrase it, and I'm I'm basing it on a commentary um, by by Wenham, uh, where he comes up with this. Uh, but effectively, these verses are promising us or reminding us that as Christians, God has gripped us by the hand. God is God is guiding us through our life, and God will bring us to glory in eternity. So he's gripped us by the hand, he's guided us through life, and he will bring us to glory. Three G words that really capture what these verses are about. So how did these verses become so important to you? They're some of your favorites. How did that happen? Uh, I am a great um, struggler with envy. And if you struggle with envy, which I think is pretty much the human condition Hmm. from the age of about two onwards... um, (laughs) Uh, you know, we, we are very, very good at seeing the things that others have that God has chosen not to give us and wanting them and being uh, cross with life and frankly cross with God that he hasn't given them to us. Mm-hmm. And that starts very young. Uh, and Psalm 73 encapsulates that feeling of looking around, particularly at people who aren't following God and yet have better health, uh, greater wealth, more popularity, frankly, just easier lives. Looking at that and thinking, what is the point of following God? What is the point of serving God when people who don't bother with all that and laugh about God get so much of a better life than me? And the beginning of Psalm 73 is just uh, possibly the best encapsulation of that tension anywhere in any literature. And then in the second half of the psalm, it, it pivots, and the psalmist who's been about to give up on his faith because he's feeling so envious, hmm. uh, can't see the point anymore, 
he comes to realize that actually he has in his relationship with God everything that he needs and everything that he will ever need. And I need that. I need that almost every day Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm so very, very good at envying other people that I need these verses to, to say to myself, hey, Carl, okay, you haven't got the bigger house or you haven't got the better compensation package or you haven't got this, that or the other. But what you have got is God and he has gripped you by the hand as your father. He is guiding you Uh, by his counsel, by his word, through your life, you won't take any wrong turns. He's guiding you, and glory lies ahead of you. Hmm. Uh, And that is what I need to remember each day. I'm gripped, I'm guided, I'm going to glory. There's really no need or excuse for envying other people. That's such a helpful way of thinking about it. And like you, this is a psalm that I go back to regularly. It's just good food and medicine for my sick soul. So I'm going to read it again. This is Psalm 73, verses 23 to 24. Asaph writes, Yet I am always with you. You hold my right hand. And that you, he's talking about God there. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me up in glory. So if someone is feeling envious... They're looking at something that someone else has that they don't have. They think they deserve it, or at least they just want it. How does someone move from that place to the place where the psalm is describing? What are the intermediate steps? How do we go from A to B? Yeah, great question. And I think the, so the psalm pivots in verse uh, 17, mm-hmm. when Asaph, who was probably uh, a priest or at least a, a worker in the temple of some kind but before verse 17 he's feeling envious he's feeling like he, he may as well give up on his faith he can't understand why the world is as it, as it is with wicked people prospering and him struggling when he's trying to follow god and then in verse 16 he says i just couldn't get it verse 17 until i went into the sanctuary of god and it's almost i think what he's saying is that he goes and he stands, if you like, where, where God stands, and he looks at the world from God's point of view. He looks at things with an eternal perspective, and that's what changes things, because instantly he realizes that wicked people may have everything now, but it won't last. And as one uh, British pastor and author, Rico Tice, who, who wrote Honest Evangelism, um, he has a very helpful thing. He says, when you look at people and envy them, they're not Christians. Think to think to yourself, where will they be in 200 years? Hmm. And then you won't envy anything anymore. Hmm. And that's just a really helpful thing. And, that, and that's what Asaph starts to do. He starts to say to himself, what is the eternal destination of these people? They may be flying first class, hmm. but their destination is the opposite of glory. So when we want to move from that point A to point B, from where we are in envy to where this psalmist points us, It's really not a matter, you're saying, of reshaping our behavior. It starts with recalibrating our our perceptions, our thinking, where we estimate true value lies. That's exactly right, because it's so easy, isn't it, to just say to ourselves, well, you know, be more satisfied with what you have or try not to envy or, you know, try to get the thing that you're envying because then you'll have it and then you won't envy anymore. (laughs) And of course, those things just don't actually work. That's true. Uh, because they're surface level, not heart level, and they're almost feeding the envy anyway. Because envy, if you think about it, is just idolatry disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel envious when I have an idol or when I see an idol and I, and I can't get it, when I can't achieve it. 
Um, and the feeling that I feel when my idolatry is disappointed or thwarted is envy. And so, it's, as you say, it's a heart issue, and I have to replace my idolatry of whatever it is that I'm looking at and envying with a, a deeper love for God and who he is and what he brings me. Carl, I'm really glad you could be on the podcast, first, because it's always good to talk with you, and second, because you took us to Psalm 73, and it's one of my favorites, so thank you. Thank you. Carl, would you close our time today by just praying this verse for all of us? Sure, I'd love to. Father, we do struggle not to envy the things that you have chosen to give to others and not to us. We do struggle to trust that you know better for our lives than we do. Please, Help us to be honest with ourselves about our envy. Please help us to see it for what it is as the feeling that flows from an idle chase being thwarted for us. And as we feel and acknowledge the envy, help us then to look at things from your perspective. Help us to see uh, who you are. Help us to see where we are headed. And therefore help us to realize there's nothing to envy in this world in those who don't know you. And if we do have you, help us to, to enjoy that and to find everything we need in that. We thank you that you have gripped us and given us faith. We thank you that you are guiding us by your word, by your spirit. And we thank you that one day we're going to see you face to face in glory. And all that this earth offered will pale in comparison to that. We thank you for that day. Help us to walk towards it with contentment and joy. For your son's sake we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.